Hello, listeners. This is just a creepy reminder to tune in next week for the third annual CSP Halloween Spooktacular. If you dare. <laughs> Ty, we're recording once again. Here we are, buddy, back together again. Yes, sir. It's uh, we're we're coming at you live from CSP headquarters, which I don't even understand how it works because we're both in CSP headquarters right now, but we're in different countries. We're in different countries, and we're also at different times. So there's a whole like our headquarters transcends space and time. I know it's it's strange. I was. I was once at um, a seminar, and I, I was asked to explain my theory on quantum mechanics, mm-hmm. and I just kind of said it's sort of like CSP headquarters. Really? I think if you say that, most people would get it right away. They'd yeah. be like, okay, transcend space and time, got it. Exactly. It was, um, for, it was a rough crowd for me. I was asked to leave the seminar, and I didn't, get the, I didn't get the free tickets to the theme park, and it was just a whole thing. But some people just don't get it, Ty. Some people don't get it. They're gonna they're gonna know though. One day they're gonna wish they had given you your due. Yes, sir. Well, we are coming at you from episode sixty six, Ty, which means Ugh. Yeah, the episode after this we've decided is gonna be the, the Halloween episode, which is gonna be a spooky sixty seven. Spooky sixty seven. Oh that sounds terrifying. It's it's scary, man. I don't even want to think about it right now because I'm going to be so freaked out. <laughs> I'm coming at you from – I'm actually uh, dog-sitting slash house-sitting right now. So I'm at a German house in the like in the country, like out in the woods. Really? So, yeah, I'm going to hunker down tonight and watch myself a scary movie maybe, see if I can freak myself out. Oh, out in the countryside. Are there lush rolling hills or anything like that? There are. There's lush rolling hills. There's a babbling stream out back. Man. In the darkness. Yeah. It's pretty cool out here. That's beautiful. Um, Who asked you to to dog sit? Is it just relatives or? Just random random people. Like I kind of started – I had a friend who kind of does it a lot, and then I guess people just catch on, and they, if they're going on vacation, they get a hold of her, her friends talk, friends give them her number or something. But she couldn't do it once, so she asked if I would want to do it. You know, you get paid, and you just stay at somebody's house and eat their food and oh. let their dogs poop. Um, so, yeah, so I said yes, and then word gets around, and eventually your calendar's filling up with people. Wow, you got a little business going on there. A little side business, a little extra scratch. So was this friend that um that kind of got you into this business um is she a german like a is she a traditional german friend that you met over there or No no she's american she's okay. american This is a german family though but 
I was going to say, I wonder if um, whenever they're looking for someone to house sit, if your name's brought up, if they're like, now listen, he's American. So <laughs> take that into consideration, you know, have what, what you will with that. Yeah, do whatever you want with that information. Yeah. Just putting it there for you. No, they're pretty cool. What kind of uh, dog, if you don't mind me asking? It's a couple of boxers. Beautiful. Titus and Zoe. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know you remember Walter fondly. You've spent a lot of uh, a lot of long late night CSPs here in the studio with him. Ah, uh, yes, dear Walter. Dear Walter. <laughs> dear Walter. <laughs> yeah, he's. It's been kind of a bummer, man. He's been. Uh, he's been sick lately. So. Oh, that's too bad, man. Yeah, there's nothing worse than having a sick dog, you know. Really? What's going on? What's he got? Well. We we first found out that he wasn't acting right because normally he's really playful and shit and he's bouncing all over the place. But then here lately he's been just laying in one spot and then whenever he walks he kind of arches his back up and he's walking sort of like a sort of oh. like a cat about to pounce on a mouse. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. So we took him to the vet and we had X-rays done, which dog X-rays are super expensive, <laughs> which. It's ridiculous, man. And, you know, you would think that with a little dog body, it wouldn't be as expensive. It's a little tiny dog body. It's probably an old used x-ray machine that they got for like half price. Yeah, I know. I would figure that they could just put on goggles and see through a dog's body. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, we we got through all that shit, and it turns out that he's part Cocker Spaniel, so this actually runs in that breed, but... At the very bottom of his back, right where it meets his tail, um, mm-hmm. he's got his vertebrae are infused. Oh, in the ba- and I'm not sure if that's the right plural. Is it vertebrae or vertebrae's? Vertebra? I don't know. I think vertebra is is if you're talking about one. Is that singular? Yeah, I, I think, think you're so. right. Okay, so, so probably vertebrae. Yeah. I guess vertebrae. Yeah, we'll go with that. Anyways, it's infused, so it's been oh. causing him a lot of pain. That just means they're like stuck together, right? Like, yeah, it's it's as if he has two. It, there are like several uh, several of the vertebrae, and then mm-hmm. at the end, you know, they're kind of like side by side, and then at the end, the last two kind of do a crisscross type thing. And okay. I guess it pinches some nerves, and it causes a, a good deal of pain. Uh-huh. So, um, we found out that he's going to. Well, they gave him they gave him straight up like human pain medicine. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't know they did. I thought they had like dog pain medicine. <laughs> but, yeah, like Tylenol for dogs. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. But they gave him like straight up, like you know, whenever I fucking broke my toe, the kind of medicine that the that the doctor would give me. They gave him the same dose, and I'm like, wow, I didn't even know you could give a dog that kind of medicine. <laughs> That's awesome. So he's got the medicine. What else has he got going? Yeah, we have to give him. Um, well, the vet said he's going to have to be on joint lubrication for the rest of his life, basically. Oh, wow. So that's something else. So I hear that. I immediately think, okay, joint joint, <laughs> joint lubrication. Maybe I can jack off with that. I don't know. That might be something. <laughs> it's medicinal. It might be, like, extra good, maybe. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to take a negative and turn it into a positive, Ty. I, see, I feel you, man. And... So we we get the joint lubrication. I found out they're little dog chewable tablets, you know, little meat flavored tablets. Really? Yeah. So I tried to jerk off with those anyway, and still, <laughs> you know, didn't work, didn't work out. out so much. At that point, I was just calloused. I'm like, I'm using these anyway. I don't care. 
<laughs> then you had to actually take them so they could lubricate your joints after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used them to lubricate my joint. Oh! <laughs> That's my dice clay impersonation. Nice. I didn't know you had a dice impersonation. You know, I, I didn't either, man. And I didn't, I don't even know if people still do a dice impersonation. That's why I felt I had to announce it to you afterwards. Not going to lie, I forgot he existed until you until yeah. you did that impression. And yeah. I was like, oh, that was a person. <laughs> he was a person one time, a long time ago. <laughs> so, yeah, we're giving him these little tablets every morning. And, you know, he seems to be feeling a lot better. The pain medicine really helps. He's He gets up and walks around and shit. And he's got to be high as a kite, man, because mm-hmm. whenever, whenever – um. You know, I I just remember from breaking my toe. Whenever I took the medicine, it, it makes you a little bit high. So I I can only imagine what it does to a little dog body. Yeah, really. Wow. Well, so that's it. He's just gonna have to be on medication. There's not gonna be any surgery or anything. No surgery. Luckily, um, the pain medicine. He's not gonna have to be on much longer. It's just until the joint lubrication really starts kicking in, doing its work, and that should be it. Oh, okay. But you know, that's like well, that's, that's good news, yeah. Yeah, it's good news. But that's another sixty dollar payment, you know, that we're just gonna have to start shelling out every few months, and you know, it's always yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, right. That's sad. I think people forget that uh, dogs are living animals, and that they have shit happen to them and go wrong with them. They get colds like we do. Yeah. They sprain their backs like we do. I know. I know, man. That ours does. I was like, he has vertebrae. What are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? I thought he was a perfect animal. Yeah, nothing like, goes wrong until he dies of old age. Yeah, man. And there's, I saw the X-ray. There's a heart in there. What? I know. We had a dog growing up, and she had like problems with her uterus and shit. Oh damn! I was like, why the fuck does she have a uterus? Like, <laughs> what a bummer. <laughs> It was it was actually pretty funny though. Whenever I saw the X-ray, I saw this big black spot um, mm-hmm. towards his stomach, and I was like, "Hey, what's that?" And the vet's like, "That is a fart." <laughs> <laughs> so Walter had a big fart in his belly in the X-ray. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So that was cool. That's cool. This boxer, one of the boxers that I'm with, farts a lot. Really? Yeah, like constantly, just laying down, sleeping, just farts. And you can hear it, or are they the silent but deadly? They're silent but deadly, but audible, just barely audible. So, and then you're like, oh yeah, dogs are again another thing where you're like, oh yeah, dogs are living animals that have to fart and stuff too. And this is gonna sound this is gonna sound creepy too. I mean, going from jerking off with dog lubrication, but if you ever just sit and watch a dog fart, you know the mm-hmm. dog does not give a fucking shit about anything that's happening. No. Just could no. care less. Doesn't care. Although my dog Spanky, back in the states, um, every once in a while he'll fart, and it'll be a surprise to him. Not like a big, like huge surprise, but he just kind of jerks around and looks at his ass, like, "What was that?" And I'll sniff for a second, just like look at him, just warily watch his own butt for a second, then he goes back to sleep or something. Oh man, dogs. I feel dog like talk. it's. I feel like dog talk has been a. It's it's been one of those segments that just kind of pops up on CSP. We didn't. We don't even expect dog talk. No, you never know. It can crop up at any moment, dude. That's true. That's true. Got Shecky in the background. I see him back there. Oh yeah, Shecky's. Uh, he's always running around. Walter's hanging out downstairs. He's Walter just by by nature is a burrower, so he likes to just hide out somewhere. But Shecky will follow me everywhere. 
Yeah, yeah. And the girlfriend made these ridiculous little, I'll show you on camera, but um, these little collars that go over their dog collar. If you can see this here. <laughs> yeah. She she bought shirts at the Goodwill and cut the collars off and then sewed them to their actual dog collars so it looks like they got like cute little shirt collars on. What? Yeah. That's crafty as shit. So... She must have gotten that off of Pinterest. I'm sure. That's where everything comes from. That's where we got the idea for this podcast. That is. We were just surfing Pinterest. Yep. I was I was pasting baby shower ideas on my baby <laughs> shower page. Uh, I don't have a baby and I, I don't have a girlfriend who's pregnant, but I just have a baby shower. Well, why should you not be entitled to posting baby shower pics, dude? It's 2014. You are entitled, brother. That's what I'm saying. I heard about uh heard about your little incident with your toe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you listened to that, eh? Yeah, yeah. I listened yeah. to that. That was pretty funny. Yeah, it was very embarrassing, but it was <laughs> <laughs> it was um all the stars aligned for that to happen, man. Yeah, that moment where everything that can go wrong goes wrong. Yep. It yeah. was. Yep. It was the perfect storm of embarrassment. Mm-hmm. So it's feeling much better now. Yeah, I was able to talk to my mom again after that, but <laughs> it was a silly situation, man. If you, for anyone out there that's ever had your mom accidentally see you naked, it's not fun. Not fun. Not a fun. Not a fun thing. No. Did you go to the hospital like that night, or? Yeah, well, it was the next day. In fact, going a little bit further off that, you know, I was like my. It was like my. My pinky toe was the one that got broken, and it was, like, overlapping my second-to-last toe, so it looked really fucked up anyway. Uh, and yeah. my, my mom was staying over for her birthday, and she automatically starts ridiculing me about, you know, oh, come on, like, I've stubbed my toe before, quit <laughs> limping, come on. You know, so I'm like, Mom, this really hurts. And I, I should, I gotta throw this out, too. A couple of weeks prior, um, I had a one of my back molars removed that was broken. Mm-hmm. And from in, in that hole, I got dry socket. So that was pretty painful as well. Yeah. So I, I just got to throw that out. Cause that's going to come in later, but I go to sleep that night and like literally having the sheet on my toe is hurting. Like I can't roll over anywhere. Cause I'm in so much pain mm-hmm. and I wake up the next day limping and my mom's already awake because moms get up earlier than anybody. Yeah, they do, right? Yeah, and I come in, and, you know, she's like, oh, here he comes, putting on a show, you know? (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know, Mom, my toe really hurts. (laughs) And she's like, listen, I've stubbed my toe a lot of times, okay? And then, uh... You probably seemed like such a bitch with your little tender toesies. Dude, and I felt so bad, I was like, you know, I'm in a lot of pain here, but if I go to the (laughs) hospital, are they gonna just laugh me out of the building? Like, what do you do for a toe? Oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. But whenever I came in limping, my mom goes, hey, how's your toe and your tooth? <laughs> like, <laughs> just like, like I'm putting on a whole like song and dance for her. So, you know, she obviously didn't think there was anything wrong. Um, but then she actually, she had me walking around Walmart with her because she had to get some stuff and I'm walking really slowly and she's just kind of hassling me the whole time. So later that evening, I, I decided to go to urgent care because I don't really have a doctor or primary care physician. 
So I went to urgent care and had it looked at and had it x-rayed. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's that's definitely fractured right at the joint. And, man, you must be in a lot of pain. And, and I'm like, yeah, I am. <laughs> yes, sir. I actually am. Can you tell my mom that? Yeah. So I, I felt vindicated. I, as soon as I got out of there, they gave me, like, a little boot to wear. You know, like, they were really sympathetic. And... um Got my mom on the phone, and I was like, hey, are you ready to roll on the floor laughing? I got I got a killer one for you, Mom. The toe's broken. I just <laughs> wanted to bring a little bit of joy to your life. <laughs> so she, she felt kind of bad about that, but for the next couple days, I'd be like, hey, you know, I got some other results back. If you're ready for a good belly laugh, Mom. Oh, <laughs> uh, Mom's. Yep. I don't know. I don't know about them sometimes, but, you know. My mom was wrong in that situation, but man, she was she was adamant on it's just you know you just stubbed your toe, just get over it. <laughs> so, so uh, hey, how's the weather over there, man? Um, it's really cold like the last couple of days and really rainy. So, yeah, it's been down to like I don't know like forty five or fifty, which after summer is just. Always a shock to get down there, but yeah, we think it's going to be a pretty rough winter here, because last winter we didn't have anything at all, um, so they think it's going to be pretty brutal this year. So, hey, I say bring it on. Bring it on. I love a good winter. If it's going to be a winter, let's make it a rough one, you know? Right? If it's going to be cold as shit, like it might as well be two feet of snow on the ground, too. Exactly. I'd say. Well, it sounds like we're having kind of similar weather. Um, oh, Yeah. It's been an unusually warm October so far, but I think yesterday was our last warm day. So we're rolling. I think we're rolling in the low 60s right now, and it's just kind of a rainy day. Oh, yeah. Just a rainy, crappy day, which I, I don't mind, actually, though. No, I like a good rainy day, man. A little overcast. It's always, it's like really overcast over here a lot, um, which can be, kind of be kind of a bummer, but it's also just. It still makes it really beautiful. Like the hills are still beautiful, and seeing hills with like mist clinging to the tops of them and stuff, it's always like fuck it. I'll take the overcast weather. That sounds pretty awesome, man. Yeah, but uh, we've had frost a few times in the morning already. Just uh, yeah, just frost scrape off the car a little bit. Wow. But then, in the, but then it get like really warms up to like sixty, sixty-five during the day but i don't know i think we might be over that now man yeah so i guess that's uncommon this time of year over there in germany because i'm not even sure about their climate really to be honest with you uh no i don't think it's that uncommon um last not last year because last year was really weird how warm it was and how we didn't get any snow but the year before that it snowed like on thanks on uh on halloween like they got snow on halloween so I don't think it's too uncommon. Yeah. I I kind of, I'm not sure if you get this way, but I kind of get like, not, I'm, I don't want to say uncomfortable, but it's always kind of a nervous situation when someone asks me about the weather because I feel like it's such a casual, common topic that everybody should be an expert on it. And I never really know. Like, I, I feel like I still don't like understand weather talk. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like whenever... Yeah. I, it's hard for me to just take a rough a rough guess at what the temperature is because I really don't even think about it. But it seems like something that you know I'm living in this environment. I should know what the weather is. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, a lot of time I don't. I just uh, rattle off some numbers and yeah. just say some random shit so that it sounds like I know what I'm talking about. But I didn't do that just then. No, no, no. Of course not. I always look to my phone now. But there were a lot of times, especially like in the workplace, when you're talking to an old man. Now, like old men know the weather and they know, you know, precipitation. They Experts know in the weather. Yes, and I just. I felt like every time I would bring it up, I would be corrected, you know. And well, we yeah. got a we got a warm front coming in here, and uh, hopefully it doesn't affect any of the crops, or you know. <laughs> they say it with like real authority too, just like, yeah, it's gonna be a rough one. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I'm just like, well, you know, it's warm, and there's an occasional breeze, but mm-hmm. you know, that's the weather. Yeah, like I think uh, I guess that is something like younger generations. You're just like, how's the weather? And you're just like, it's like out there. Look out there, and there's yeah. the weather right there. Like exactly. who gives a shit? Almost exactly. It's but, just doing what it's doing. I'm looking forward to it, though, man. I uh, I got my. In fact, in case you haven't noticed, I'm actually drinking a a nice hot tea right now, Ty. Ooh, he's got hot tea and a saucer, folks. Yeah, I wanted to. I definitely wanted to do the saucer for effect, just because I it's, want I want people to hear the. It is. It's only for effect too. Just yeah, I want them to hear the jingle every time I take a nice sip of it. So yeah, that so. takes effort too to get not only the the cup but also to grab the saucer. You know, it. I've had a lot of spills, Ty. I've had a lot of. I've, I feel like at this point I'm comfortable with it, but whenever yeah. I, I I would watch it on old TV shows, it does take some work. It does. It does. And you have to carry both, but it makes you look really classy, though, at the same time. It does. It does. So. Oh, yeah. Weather talk. Oh, weather. You seen any good movies lately, Ty? Um, what have I watched lately? I finally saw, like, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um... Which was awesome. I don't know. Have you have you seen that yet? I haven't seen it, but I've I've heard good things about it. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's just uh, we're kind of in a cool time right now where they're really melding massive blockbusters with also just being really good movies. Yeah, and that's one of them. So yeah, it's just a solid, really funny. Um, yeah, it's a good movie. Um. I watched I watched Young Frankenstein the other day with my little brother for the first time. Nice. Or for his first time. So I think he kind of dug it. I don't think it quite hits the same notes. I think the further you get away from it, as far as age, um, the less it hits you, the less impact it has on you. What uh, what age is your younger brother? Uh, he's fifteen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Some of those Brooks movies, you know, they're they're good. I, I think that he's right in the middle right there because, you know, whenever you're a little kid, all the slapsticky kind of shit's funny. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like you can laugh at that. And then whenever you get older, then you realize irony and, and all the shit that Mel's throwing in there. Kind of whenever yeah. you're 15, you're just kind of like, man, what is this? Young Frankenstein, what? Yeah, yeah. That might be a tough one, too, because I think it uh, it's way more... I don't know, way more subtle and deadpan than a lot of his movies. Right. So, so a lot of it will, it'll be a joke, but like, if you're not really paying attention, you don't realize it's a joke. Whereas Blazing Saddle has like the real slapstick, actual, you know, people falling over and tripping on shit. 
I, wa- I watched a really good Mel Brooks uh, classic the other day, uh, High Anxiety. Have you ever seen that? I actually have not watched High Anxiety. It's sort of like a takeoff or a spinoff of like the uh, the Hitchcock thriller type movies. You really? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's got a lot of like vertigo type scenes and North by Northwest and uh, <laughs> I think there's the sh- there's a shower scene where <laughs> the I'll just give a spoiler real quick with this movie. It was the funniest part of the movie, I thought. But Mel Brooks is obviously playing the lead character, and he is just riding this this fucking bellboy at this hotel about getting the paper, and he wants the paper. And Mm -hmm. um, finally, the bellboy gets so pissed, and Mel Brooks is taking a shower, and it's like the classic psycho scene. And then the uh, the the bellboy just comes in holding the paper like a knife, and he just <laughs> rips the shower curtain off, and he just starts like stabbing him with the newspaper. And then you got like black ink going down this down the drain of the sink. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and then yeah. the the camera pa- pans out on Mel's eye. Well, the guy's like screaming, "Here's your paper!" <laughs> and then um, you can just like see Mel's eye open, and he's like, "That guy is getting no tip." <laughs> That's awesome, dude. He's amazing, man. He is. Um, did you see he he finally got a star or a, yeah a star on the whatever that walk is in Hollywood? No. You know where you put your hand you put your hands in it the imprint. Oh, at uh, Grauman's Chinese Theater. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. He finally got a star, and you know what he did? What? He had a uh, he had a prosthetic sixth finger put onto his hand. <laughs> He had a prosthetic <laughs> extra finger put onto one of his hands, so one of his hands got six fingers. Oh, that's so Fucking brilliant. brilliant. That's there forever now. I'm surprised that he just now got that. Like, that's just now a thing. Yeah, that's kind of crazy, right? Dude has, like, half a century or something of just awesome movie making. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. He had a... He was just on the Nerdist podcast, like, a couple months ago. Um... It was a really good podcast, actually. He's still got it. He's getting old and getting slow, but he's still got it. And it's cool that he's still out there, too. You know, it's cool that he's still he still wants to be out there, and he's still like a, as crazy as ever. And you know, oh, yeah. he's not just hiding out and being old. No, not at all. No. Well, Ty, with that, I mean, we're at our half hour point. Yeah, thinking we might we might need to take a little break here. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah, we gotta we gotta gear up for uh, all the information that we're gonna throw at you in the second segment. Big show, Ty. Big show. Got a huge show in the wings here coming at you. So you will have to wait through this commercial before you hear the second segment. But hey, that's part of it, you know. <laughs> that's that's how it goes. It'll make the payoff that much more sweet, really. Exactly. So we will be back on CSP. Hello, boys and girls. This here's a true story that we just made up. Went to my dentist with the worst pain. He told me about a different medicine. It's in these little yellow pills. Nuprin. Works so well on that pain, no wonder it's great on my awful headaches. Nuprin. It's not aspirin, not Tylenol. It's ibuprofen. So effective, two Nuprin stop headaches better than extra-strength Tylenol. And Nuprin's gentler on my stomach than aspirin. Nuprin, little, yellow, different, better. It even worked on my worst pain. All right, we're back uh, after that awesome break here on CSP. 
Oh, yeah. Here we are for segment deuce. Second segment. You know, Ty, I, I've checked out the analytics on our uh, on our podcast here. I'm always looking at the analytics. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I've ever told you that. Um, But I've, we get our highest ratings during the breaks, so that's... You know, a little it's during, during the breaks. Yeah, it's like people tune in. They try to tune in just for the breaks, and then you know they slowly start to tune out. You know, during our talk, which is it's. I find it to be strange, but listen, you know, I'm happy that somebody's listening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you know, I have heard that we have some of the best breaks in the biz. So, and I mean, I think you're being a little modest by saying that, but it's a little bit pretty much like we have been. Almost, I would say, if we were if we were um, of English descent, we would have been knighted for our breaks. Because <laughs> me, Just for the breaks uh, alone. Oh, dude, we can take a fucking break. Believe me, I'm thinking about another one right now, Ty. Don't don't tempt me. <laughs> we got breaks. We're working on breaks. We 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 have uh, we have brain sessions just to try to figure out our breaks yeah. all night. So just thinking of shit. I don't even sleep at night. I refer to it as just taking a long break with my eyes closed. You know what I mean? Yeah. So This show is probably going to eventually just turn into one big break. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. You know, I uh, I have kind of thought about putting it like – because I, I guess there's, a, there's like a weird kind of underground people that are – I mean obviously they're into like Grindhouse movies but that are also mm-hmm. um, into like watching Grindhouse trailers – and I kind of, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of thought that it would be cool to just not not put together like an episode of trailers, but just kind of, you know, weird, whatever, like w- whether it's commercials or transmissions or little like weird AM radio songs, and put them all together in one episode and just call it like Radio Nothing, you know? Hell yeah, dude! I think that's a great idea. Yeah, see, uh, see, that's I feel like that's something that you and I would be into, but. Everybody else would be like, oh, what? You guys are just putting together a bunch of clips and just playing it now? Playing talk? <laughs> that shit's some of my favorite stuff, though, is just to watch those kind of like old commercials and old radio ads and radio spots and to think like somebody actually like made this and then when they were done with it, they edited it and then they said, yeah, this is good. Send it. And then the boss the boss came in, yeah, gave the final approval and shit. <laughs> he gave the thumbs up. He put a signature down. The board of directors said, yeah, this is good. It is. It's it's just amazing watching things like that from the past, you know, mm-hmm. while they were trying to figure out radio and television. And I don't know, I, I could just that's that's my favorite part. I could just sit there and just just be in awe of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's yeah, there's the whole feel of nostalgia with it. Also, just the grainy footage from the VHS days. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Ty, speaking of uh, speaking of this podcast, like we were doing <laughs> earlier, <laughs> I was really going for a segue there, man. <laughs> Had to scrape speaking from the bottom. Podcast, let me let me bring up something that we're going to talk about on yeah. this podcast. Let me bring up something related to this. Um, we had the idea for a new segment, so we're going to try it out. Might be a train wreck because uh, you and I have not ever done a segment like this, so we're just going to kind of see yeah. how it goes. See what happens. All right, and we call it payoff or back off. Mm-hmm. Right? So That's a good title. Yeah, so basically um, we'd take, you know, maybe some videos, maybe not even all videos, maybe just something that's trending, that's something that's mm-hmm. huge online. 
And I think we've all been there where there are trolls out there that are trying to just get a bunch of views and they want to trick you into watching something. Yeah, definitely. So we have scoured the internet and we've come up with just a couple things real quick and uh, we'll give it out and we'll tell you whether or not you get a payoff from watching it or whether or not they need to just back off. Oh, yeah. So, we're doing the work for you guys is what we're is what we're doing here. Exactly. We're doing all the legwork. So uh yeah, let's let's kick it off here uh Ty. Do you want to go first with with one or Uh sure. Um I think one thing that's that I'm really excited about lately is Jeff Goldblum is having like a little resurgence right now. He's having a little comeback. Is okay. Okay, Jeff and, Goldblum. Uh, yeah, he's having a huge comeback right now. He just came out with, or I should say, GE, the company, uh, just came out with a commercial starring him um, where he plays just like this sleazy-looking rich playboy type of dude. Kind of reminiscent of um, Old Spice's commercials from a few years ago with Bruce Campbell. Um, yeah, they're they're pretty fantastic, actually. They're fantastic enough for me to forget that it's a corporate company just trying to make money. Um, yeah, they're awesome. And he's got long, beautiful hair in it. I so, th- yeah, I'm all about that right now. I think it's, I think it's pretty safe to say, um, even coming from a heterosexual, he is a very dreamy man, I think. I think he's very dreamy. He's a dreamy dude, man, for sure. He's he's catapulted himself for me. He's he's really close to reaching Bill Murray in this this the Bill Murray sphere. So he's he's on his way. He's almost there. And that's what's cool about him too is you know I've seen him on uh, do a couple appearances on like Tim and Eric, and he's not afraid mm-hmm. to like make fun of himself either, which is awesome. No, he's not at all. No, he would. Uh, yeah. he, he would appear on Tim and Eric, and he would uh, be Chef Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> that was his That's name. awesome. I haven't seen that. Yeah, so. he's. Uh, I just watched a clip of him on uh, what's 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 the late night show with Seth Meyers? What's that now? I think that's just it's called the- um, late late night. Yeah, because David Letterman does the late show, doesn't he? Yeah, I think so, so. he does. He I didn't does. Know if- Seth Meyers, it used to be late night with Conan O'Brien. Now he took late night shift. So okay, okay, yeah, uh, he was on that like a month ago or so, and he sang a song that he sang the Jurassic Park theme, except with like some lyrics on it. <laughs> so that was pretty killer. And then a f- couple of years ago, this I forgot what it's called. There's a word. There's a word for it. it's like gold blumming or something like that, where you just take a clip of him talking from a movie, an interview, doesn't matter from where, and then you slow it down. Um, and it basically sounds like he's just totally just drunk or super high or something. It's awesome. Like any clip you can think of, you just take it, slow it down, and it sounds hilarious. That's what a lot of the corporations are learning right now is that if you really get, you know, maybe hire some good writers, you know, and you're not just all about the product, but you're more about giving out some comedy or something that people can take away from it. I don't mind. I don't mind corporations doing that if I feel like, you know, hey, man, that's pretty cool what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. I'll watch commercials all day if they're if they're funny, if they're entertaining. I'll watch them all day. So I'm guessing for you, uh, the, the Jeff Goldblum commercials are a payoff. Oh, yeah, definite, definite payoff. It's all right. OK, well, there we go. We're off to a good start. Um I'll I'll take over with this one here, and this is just a simple, just a simple, quick to the point one. Um, sure. I saw a video, and you can see this video on Huffington Post under comedy, 
Um, the title is just Animals Get Owned by Life. <laughs> really? So, yeah, so it just seems like, okay, you know, I'll check it out. Um, first video is just like a dog, and they're rolling the tennis ball to it. He just, he's just laying there asleep. He has nothing to do with the tennis ball. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see uh, just a big fat like pig laying in the in the dirt with a Jack Russell Terrier jumping on his back. The pig just doesn't give a shit. <laughs> just all of these animals in these situations where they really just don't give a fuck, man. They're just down. They're over it, basically. They're over being, you know, the stereotypical whatever they do. So <laughs> um, I have a soft spot in my heart for any type of animal video. So animals get owned by life. I give that a payoff. It's all right. Um, let's see, I have an old one. This is pretty old, but I think it's, like, old enough that, uh, that a lot of people have probably not seen it. Um, it's called Balloon Man. And okay. have you seen, there's, like, these huge balloons that you can get inside of, that you can, like, force your way inside of, and then you're just in this massive balloon? I don't know how else I can explain it. It's just, like, a big... Is it, is it sort of like a, like a Wayne Coyne does at a Flaming Lips concert, or a different type of balloon? More like, more like, uh, like a big latex, like, like the material that for like latex gloves, just like a huge one of those. Okay. And then you like squeeze your way inside of it. Well, there's this dude who had, who had one of those and I think it was like 2007 or so. He, he sets it up in his, up in his living room. He sets up a camera and then he just like wants to show, he just wants to put this video online and show how he gets in this balloon, like this fun trick of his. And he has the most trouble ever getting inside of the balloon. And he's obviously like this, I don't want to make fun of the guy, but he's like this 40 year old, um, guy that you would think like probably lives with his mom and probably watches my little pony. Um, and his commentary during it is incredible. He says the word drats a couple of times, <laughs> which at this time I had forgotten that that was even a, phrase, a thing that people said. I think drats. most people stopped saying that after the uh, cast of the 60s Batman show dismembered. <laughs> That's what I thought, too. So um, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna go with a definite watch on this one. Definite payoff. It's all right. Well, um... Ty, we're having we're having what we like to call a payoff party right now. Um, I'm going to be a, a party pooper on this one. Um, I am, and <clears throat> this is going back to another animal video because I'm attracted to animal videos, dude. I like the way you know. I like I like seeing a cute cat or a cute dog just Search in their natural me. habitat. Um, so I see a video titled "Puppy Tries to Take Dog for a Walk." Nothing goes as planned. Mm. All right, and I'm thinking this is a winner, you know. So it'd be a winner. What else could it be? Right, exactly. I'm watching it. It's about a minute long video, and all it is is just this little puppy being dragged around by a bigger dog, and the people are just laughing hysterically, and it's not really that great. <laughs> so, to that, you know, I, I'm tired of people kind of piggybacking off of getting tremendous hits over just videotaping a dog. You know what I mean? Right, there's got to be some effort involved. There's got to be an I- a good idea behind it. Exactly. So to that, I give a back off. Don't watch, folks. Okay, I got another one coming at you here, Ty. Let's uh, try to lighten the mood a little bit. Um, I saw a video, and this is uh, from a TLC show. So it's going around. I'm not sure when it really got viral, but um, you see a lot of weird shit on uh, TLC shows. And this is a, a girl with a football-sized tumor on her face. I 
think I've seen a picture of that, and it's terrifying. It's terrifying, and it's something that you would never imagine can be a real thing, but mm-hmm. it is so true, and to me, it's such a payoff to watch that video. Oh my, I haven't I haven't seen video of it, but I've definitely actually it's weird. I just saw a picture of her today. Somehow, I don't know how I saw it. Um, wow, that's strange. Yeah, that is weird. Earlier today, I was just surfing online, and I ran into that picture. And, uh, yeah, it looked brutal. It's alright! Well, I have one more right here. Um, and this is this is off of the, the Jimmy Kimmel show, which I thought mm-hmm. this one is... I, I love this kind of shit, man. They went to a farmer's market, and the video is called Jimmy Kimmel Proves People Against GMOs Don't Know What GMO Means. <laughs> So he speaks to like a lot of people that, um, a lot of dudes with beards that have their hair in buns, um, a lot of a lot of girls that are wearing, you know, sort of like floral hippie dresses that are eating. They're at, they're shopping at a farmers market. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're all against GMOs. I don't know. There's no way I would eat a GMO. No way. Not it's happening. Bad. GMO. It's a bad word. Yeah, it's bad. But none of them know what it means, and they're so embarrassed whenever they don't know what it means, man. Uh, Kimmel is brutal with this shit. It's a must-watch. It is a definite payoff. All right. I'm getting scared to go out in public just in case Jimmy Kimmel, his, like, camera crew comes up to me and tries to figure out what kind of shit I don't understand. <laughs> you never know where it's going to hit. I guess um, my my best advice for anyone out there is just be completely honest don't try to bullshit your way out of anything yeah i think did you see the one uh i think i think this was him where he went to like some music festival and they just like little hipster girls and then said random names of bands and said like what do you think about these guys and they'd be like be like what do you think about the flailing nipples or something like that and the girls would be like oh they're so great they're just awesome i think i might have i might have one um it's a 60-year-old skateboarder, and his name is Neil Unger. Okay. He's a badass, just shredding it on a skateboard, doing some killer old-school moves. I think he only started skateboarding, like, 10 years ago or something. And he's kind of like, uh, it seems like a new, he's kind of like a new-age Buddhist-type guy who was just like, I've never done this before, and I want to do something new and different. And so he's like, fuck it, I'll skateboard. Um, he's awesome. Neil so, Unger is his name. Now he's rocking it completely. So this is a man that started, he picked up a skateboard at around, probably around the age of 50, and now he's just kicking ass. Yeah, he's kicking ass. I mean, he's not like pro level, but he's still like, if you saw him skating at your local skate park, you'd be like, that's a badass old dude. That so. is that is so dangerous because one one bad move could kill him with on that skateboard at that age, man. Just going to rock his hip and then he's done. Yep. It's all right. Let's tie the segment off with this one here. I saw a video for a breakdancer and a statue have it out in an epic dance battle. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you saw this one or not. I saw that one, yeah, actually. Okay. Um, it's, you know, it's they basically have it set up in the middle of a mall, and it's a dude that obviously has moves, and he's going against a supposed statue. It looks like a type of statue that just sort of breakdances to music. Sure, sure, yeah. Um... Like a performance artist dude who's just painted and dressed like a statue. Right, exactly. Now, I was into it. I'm watching. You know, it's it's obvious at some point that you find out that he's not really a statue. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a, he's a dude, which is cool, too. 
But that is the pure reason that I'll give it a back off, is just because I feel like they're trying to be like, hey, look at this cool statue. Like, he's got these sick moves, man. They even yeah, put velvet yeah. ropes around him and shit. Yeah, I saw that. He's, like, roped off as if... Yeah, I don't know if that's a problem if people come up and touch a breakdancing statues. Or <laughs> that must be a thing, I guess. I don't know. What, yeah. did, what did you think of it? Yeah, I'm with you. Back off. The dancing is cool. Um... But it wasn't anything that you can't see in a like you know a bunch of other videos, really. Um, yeah, and breakdancing like the amazing breakdancing video thing kind of like happened years ago. So now like it's kind of sad. Like now if you see a breakdancer, you're like I've seen that like a dozen times on a dozen different videos already. I know it is sad because it's nothing I could ever dream about doing. But at, at the same time, it's just not you know you're not really as impressed anymore. No, doesn't do much for me anymore. Even though it's pretty cool to watch. So if you like breakdancing, go for it. Watch it. Maybe it'll be a payoff for you. Maybe it will be. Um, but if not, back off, I guess. Yeah, back off. So this has been payoff or back off, Ty. Mm. And hey, if, if any of you listeners out there have any payoff or back off situations or ideas, feel free to send them over to completesentencespod at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. We got our old Facebook page, facebook.com backslash Complete Sentences podcast. That's, you got it, brother. That's the one. Nice. And uh, we've we've really just tried to make it as simple as possible because obviously neither Ty nor, nor myself can remember any URLs for any of our stuff. It's amazing that we can even get back and check into it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Can't even do it. Yeah. So we, um, we've just made our website completesentencespodcast.com. Yeah. Make it nice and simple for you. Yeah, and you can uh, find everything there. So just do that. Yeah. And, you See, know. we got uh, our online store up too. Yeah, we got a little online store. I thought uh, it would be a kind of a neat way to. Well, we get we made these amazing wristbands. Yeah, those that, are pretty. Those are pretty chill. That are pretty cool. Yeah, and people have been buying them, so that's been cool. There are some ambassadors of the future that are out there wearing them right now, Ty. Nice. And, uh, yeah, that link is right there on the website. And, uh, you know, check it out, man. Maybe give a gift to someone that's not expecting it. Oh, yeah. Be a good uh, Halloween gift, I think. Yes. You can give it to someone that'll be like, I have no idea what this is. You expect me to wear this. I don't know what, what I'm representing here. I don't know what it is. Are you applauding the idea of complete sentences? I don't know. <laughs> but it's there anyway, so that's a payoff mm -hmm. to me. You know, okay, I wanted to bring up something else here. Um, it is it is the October season, the, the season mm -hmm. of Halloween. I've been trying to go back and watch some, um, some horror movies, and I've been watching some older horror movies, and it kind of just got me in the mood. We were talking about Grindhouse-type movies, and I was just uh, searching through Hulu, and I found I've never really watched um, one of the Teenage Beach Party movies from the 60s. Have you, oh, ever, really? have you ever watched one of those? No, I definitely have not. Is it, it's a horror movie, right? No, it's done. Oh, no. It's 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 a it's a. I think it's from 1960, and uh, it's just a fucking. It's it's geared towards teenagers of the day, but it's just a bunch of teenagers having fun on a beach with no parents around. Is that like? Um... I don't know if this will be them, but there was there was a series of those, and there was like the actress was like Gidget and like Frankie Avalon or something like that, dude with the hair. 
Yeah, from the Four Seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that them? That's, yeah, and there were several of them. And then it turned into, like, Muscle Beach Party and Beach Blanket Bingo. And <laughs> so I watched I what I'm guessing is the original from 1963. It's just called Beach Party, um, directed yeah. by William Asher. And these are the like the it's like the strangest type of movie I've ever seen. Yeah, I I think I actually have seen some of those. Um, I think they used to play them on Disney Disney Channel a lot for some reason way back in the day. Um, yeah, they're weird. They're like exploitative and yeah, I don't know. They're just like obviously Hollywood just trying to cash in on this this surf beach scene that's going on in the early sixties. Yeah, but and and then there will be like a dozen teenagers all stand on the beach that'll just start like di- like swing dancing out of nowhere, and then mm-hmm. some guy will ho- be have holding an electric guitar that's not plugged in anything, and he's just jamming on this guitar on a beach. Yeah, it's it, some of the strangest scenes I've ever seen in the, were were in this movie. So, you know, I just thought yeah. I'd bring that up to you, man. That's something that some people forget about. Yeah, the fifties and the sixties were pretty fucked up. Wow, there are a ton of them actually. I'm looking at IMDb and Yeah. That's what I'm looking at right now too. I didn't realize there was so many. Man, there are so many fucking beach party movies. I I think I found out about them because there was uh it was like a late 80s movie. Late 80s or early 90s that was it was called Back to the Beach and it was like it was those two um it was Annette Funicello, that's her name, and Frankie Avalon. And it was like they reunited and they decided to go on vacation to the beach with their like punk punk surfer son to go visit their daughter who was marrying some like idiot surfer dude. And just like them like seeing how how the youth are today or whatever. And it was a terrible, cheesy, awful movie, but I loved it. Oh man. They had such they had such terrible hopes for the youth of, of that day, you know? It was Yeah, they really did, yeah. Juvenile delinquents everywhere and what's gonna come of this rock and roll music? Just sex and drugs and tattoos. That is funny. That's something uh, every generation seems to think is like the next generation is just fucked. They're doomed. They're going straight into hell. Right. And you know what? We're kind of getting to that level, Ty, where we need to start focusing on the next generation because our generation's getting older, man. We are, dude. It's almost our turn now, right? And I don't know how we're going to handle it. Mm-mm. I'm not ready to give up the title yet of the new generation. No, me neither, dude. I think I don't know. I think it'll have to be that moment when we uh when we hear some newfangled music and we're just like, What the hell is this shit? Yeah. And that's when we'll be like, Okay, it's time. I kinda feel like I have some of those times right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. L- that's listening true. to the listen to the, the pop the pop charts, what's going on, on on uh on them radio waves as you call them. On them old radio waves. But that shit's always bad. I mean even when we were young, we probably thought that shit was awful. So. That's that's very true. And let me ask you this: Do you think that what is shitty, what is shitty mainstream music of today, will like in twenty years be kind of like eclectic and kind of cool? Or because mm-hmm. I might have brought this up several episodes ago, but um, I was playing for my dad some Simon and Garfunkel that I had on my iTunes. Mm-hmm. And my dad was just sort of like, oh, that's just, you know, bubblegum pop, whatever. Because to <laughs> him, it that was the, the those were the, the poppy songs of the day. He was like listening to Deep Purple and Grand Funk Railroad mm-hmm. and Moby Grape. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, 
I think Simon and Garfunkel transcended that, though. They were above that. They weren't just pop, you know, oh, pop no. gum garbage or anything. Oh, no, absolutely not. They're, they're, it's, it's poetry, man. Yeah. I mean, at the time, like, no, no, man, I don't think any of that shit, any of the garbage pop music will will last at all. Like, uh, I don't know, what was, what was like, bubblegum shit from, like, the 90s and, and early 2000s? That was, like, Backstreet Boys and... Britney Spears, and I don't think in ten years, twenty years, anybody's going to look back on that and be like, "Oh wow, that was this is really good." And there's going to be some resurgence and love for it or anything. Yeah, I can see what you're saying there. Um, whenever I do hear like you know, "Hit me, baby, one more time," it takes me back to a certain place in my mind. And for a second, you know, I'm kind of happy, but then I'm just mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm not going to like pop it and <laughs> pop in the CD yeah. and like remember better days gone by. No, and I think the reason we have that reaction is because it just reminds us of older times. Doesn't it's not like some memory of us like loving that song or anything. It's a memory associated with us being younger and being like, "Oh, I remember this came out when I was, you know, in middle school or whatever." It was just there. It was everywhere. That music was mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. So no, I think I think all the shit that that lasts is is the real is real, you know, good music. I mean, the stuff from like the sixties and seventies is the Beatles and Led Zeppelin and, you know, Pink Floyd and shit. That's the stuff people talk about now. Nobody talks about like ABBA or the four seasons, you know, man, some of those records that some of those bands you're talking about put out, those are just timeless. Like you could, you could pop in a Pink Floyd or a Led Zeppelin record and mm-hmm. even if like Led Zeppelin is playing a take on some old blues riff that they like ripped yeah. off or something, if you pop it in today, it still sounds like you know it's groundbreaking. Like it's Absolutely. like they're doing something new, man. Yeah, you really do. Yeah, and I always wonder about that too. Whether that's um, whether whether it really is timeless, or if you're just looking at it in the context of when it came out. I think that's what it is. Like for me, whenever I hear music especially older music like I think about it and listen to it in the way thinking about the context that it came out in so I hear Led Zeppelin and I think about you know all the squares back then who were listening to I don't know the monkeys or some shit and they were just like what the fuck is this just this crazy riff like this crazy fast riff almost punkish music coming out these crazy dudes with long hair taking psychedelics yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah, the Monkees were the pop band of the time, man. They were manufactured. They were huge, man. The Monkees, the Partridge Family, yeah. Lee fucking Garrett. <laughs> and it was cool, too, because, um, you know, I'm not into, like, super heavy metal. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, uh, like black metal and all that shit. But back then, you know, the heaviest it got was, like, Black Sabbath. And I could still get behind some of those Black Sabbath tunes, man. For sure, man. I can totally get into to like definitely get into metal before probably like nineteen eighty yeah. two or something like that. And I'm all about metal before then. Most definitely. That, that is weird how it changed. Like before the eighties it was like Deep Purple and Sabbath and but then yeah, took a total change. Well, times change, man. I guess we're mm-hmm. just gonna have to have to adapt. Um yeah. I think segment two is about to change into segment three, Ty, if you're ready to accept that as a, as a truth. I guess, man, but only if in segment two we can wax nostalgic. Or segment three we can wax nostalgic about segment two. Maybe. Well, you know, I think we could because 
I do. I, yeah, I think there's I think there's plenty of room for nostalgia because I want to get I want to get your opinion or well, I'm here I am. I'm assuming that you have an opinion as if you've heard the new Weezer album. I'm not even sure if you have or not. I haven't, but I've been meaning to check to check it out actually. Okay. Well, we'll talk about Weezer. I've I've listened to it. I have sort of an opinion on it. So we'll talk about that in the third segment and uh yeah. just get nostalgic with everybody. Oh yeah. All right, on CSP. And now another nugget of everyday wisdom with Kenny Many Killer. As obesity sweeps the nation as the greatest health epidemic we have ever seen, this year alone obesity will claim the lives of 300,000 new AIDS victims. In the time it took you to hear this statistic, 10 more obese people will contract the AIDS virus. For a mere 36 cents a day, you can help prevent obesity before it claims another AIDS victim. And that was another piece of Everyday Wisdom with Kenny Many Well, all right, Ty. Um, it looks like uh, the third segment has already begun. It's been going on for a little while, and um, we're just now getting word of it. And we just, yeah, we just heard about it. So here we are. Leads leads one to believe. Is it a third segment if if we don't know about it? You know, if we're not talking, doesn't that make it the third segment? I don't know. Does it does it become a third segment segment when we acknowledge it? Or is it is it self aware? Is it aware of itself as this third segment? That's the question because I mean, really, we're sitting here, and we're 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 sitting in this bubble of this um, CSP podcast. But it, mm-hmm. you know, it's our creation. This is something that that we created. We made the format ourselves. I mean, we've borrowed from other things, but we turned it into our own format. Oh yes. So, I mean, you would think that we would be completely in control. You would, but when a when a when a creator makes a robot, and that robot does does it become his does it become his property for him to do with whatever with, or does that robot get to do his own thing? Is he in charge of himself? I think I see where you're coming from, and I like the cut of your jib on this because mm-hmm. it's like it's almost like um, whenever you create some type of art, you gotta at some time just let it go. And you got to mm-hmm. let it become it's you got to just kind of pop the cap off the bottle and just let the magic kind of go out into the ether. You do. You can't pull a George Lucas and then just make really shitty movies after like 30 years or 20 years or whatever and not let anybody do anything with it. That's true. Well, either way, here we are. Segment mm-hmm. three. And we left. A, it was a bit of a cliffhanger tie coming from segment two. Um, because we were going to talk about the new Weezer album. It was. I've been on the edge of my seat this entire break. I know. I noticed that you weren't very comfortable in the break. And if you're not comfortable in the break, what's it for? <laughs> what's the break for? Huh? <laughs> well, anyways, uh, the new album is called Everything Will Be Alright in the End. 
Ah, yes. And I checked it out, you know, the first day it came out. I don't I don't ever have any high expectations for the new Weezer album. I know. Um and the 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 title track, I think it's called Back to the Shack. It's it's got a little bit of punch to it. It's it's got some hooks or whatever. Um they sound good. But it's not really anything that I'm, I would listen to a bunch of times. The most that I can take away from this album is that their minds are in the right place, I feel like. Yeah. Because I feel like um, Rivers even sums most of it up with, like, apologizing to his fans for, like, you know, kind of being too, I don't even know if it was, like, too commercial or whatever it was, but he almost made it sound like he left behind the true fans. And then he's just like... Maybe I should stick to lead guitar and Pat should play the drums. Boom. Whoa. Yeah, so. That's a big one. Hey. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I just I haven't heard the new album yet. Um, but I did hear the there was a Rivers interview on WTF with Mark Marin that I listened to, and after that I like went back and listened to Blue Album and Pinkerton like back to back just ran straight through them and it was just like oh, these were fucking masterpieces dude um so yeah i don't know i've been trying to think of if they could have evolved somehow to that we would still they would still be relevant and we would still be enjoying them or if they or if weezer was just this you know two and a half album thing that just couldn't have gone on beyond that like i don't know i think it I has where they could have evolved to yeah and with with that genre, they were definitely in the right place at the right time. And mm-hmm. I also kind of feel like it has a lot to do with, you know, with our age, too. I feel like a lot of bands that we've come up with, um, they're, we don't get their new album expecting brilliance. We get their new album because we like what they did in the past, but we're mm-hmm. really we're not getting, you know, if Nine Inch Nails put something out, we're not expecting something great. We're yeah, not yeah. expecting fucking uh what was it, pretty hate machine or whatever that one was or mm-hmm. any other bands that were like in their prime whenever we were younger. I feel like we're just kinda at that age now, dude. I think so, man. There there's really only one band for me that's still doing amazing shit for me. Let personally. me guess. Let me guess. I'll Go take ahead. a guess. Are you gonna say Radiohead? Boom. Radiohead. <laughs> that's it. They're the only they're the they're the only band that for me has survived like like 20 years or yeah like 20 years of only making better music and more relevant music and more cutting edge music and you know really staying on the staying on the edge of it of what's going on but not everyone's going to agree with that and not everybody is a fan of you know the stuff they do now in comparison to what they used to do but i don't know if any are, are there any bands like that anymore otherwise or I mean, not not to my knowledge. I'm sure that there's an argument to be had for everything. Somebody's going to be like, hey, man, fucking Ratitude was Weezer's best album, dude. What are you talking yeah. about, you know? Or mm-hmm. I think Maladroit gets a little more hate than it deserves. <laughs> yeah, well. And, and Maladroit, I, people hated Maladroit. It's true. And in high school, it was always a joke that like me and some of my friends had were like, you know a true, you know, okay, you can tell a true Weezer fan by what, favorite album they give you and at that time Maladroit was the newest album and if they say Maladroit is their favorite album you know they're a poser man because how could that be your favorite Weezer album for sure I got tested a couple times like I'd be wearing a Weezer shirt and some random 30 year old dude would be like what's your favorite album 
and I'd be like Pinkerton, bitch, yeah. and then he'd be like, "All right." Pinkerton is a safe. That's a that's a safe zone. Oh yeah, that is that is my favorite Weezer album, and I I also listened to that uh, WTF. Um, interview. Oh yeah, I can't pass up an interview with Rivers, man. I couldn't. I couldn't do it, and then I realized I'd never really heard like a a long form interview or anything by him. I'd seen like snippets of you know him talking and stuff, but never a long form anything. So I had to watch it or listen to it. He's an interesting guy, and and just from talking to him, you would never imagine that he could like shred or write cool tunes, or you know that he's even yeah. in a band. No, or that his upbringing was like metal, you know. Yeah. Um, but listening back to that, you know, I forgot that at the time, Pinkerton was like a major flop when they put it out, and they had to go on hiatus for a while to like recuperate from the from the flop of Pinkerton. I know. It's like, it's sad. Um, I think like Rolling Stone, they had like a, like a reader poll and the readers that year named it one of the worst albums of the year. And then of course, like 10 years later, those shitheads were naming it one of the greatest albums of all time, like top 100 or something. But yeah, it was a huge flop. People hated it and they refused to play like any songs from it until something like crazy, like 2000 or 2001. That is, and I don't really think it sounds that far out of form of what the Blue Album was if you listen back to it. What do they expect? Like the Sweater Song 2? Like, I don't know what, yeah, you, right. what else they could have done. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. Listening to it, that's kind of a mystery to me too. Like, I don't know what they had thought it was going to be like. But yeah, it wasn't that far out of out of Blue. No, man. I guess, you know, we were all a little out of our heads in 1996, you know? True. Who True. knows what was going on? It was a wild year. But yeah, for me, Green Album was kind of disappointing. For me, uh, it was still good and listenable, but I could tell it was the commercial, you know. It was like them just saying, all right, we got to put something out or we have to, you know, we got to do something. So right. did that. And I was like, okay. That was more of a copy of Blue that I didn't, I like some of the songs, but... Green album, um, I can definitely see where you're coming from with that. That one just holds a special place in my heart because that was the <laughs> first, that was the first CD that I bought with my own money. You know, oh, yeah. I bought okay. this, I bought that CD and I put it in, and I had heard, you know, like the 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 sweater song and other hits that they had out, like Say It Ain't So. But that mm-hmm. was the first Weezer album that I put in. I didn't, uh, I didn't really know anything outside of Hashpipe, you know, at the time. And I just listened to it straight through, and I just I kind of developed just kind of a kind of a love for it. But I can definitely see where you, what you're saying, where it's you know coming back into commercialism. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it is a good album. Like, I don't think there's a single song on it that I that I really dislike. It's listenable straight through. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. But then with Maladroit, like I was, I actually liked it, and I thought it was a bit of a return to like, okay, they're getting a little dirty, they're getting a little grungy. Rivers had a full beard at the time, you know? He had a full beard. He was freaking out. I don't know. I dug it. But beyond that, yeah, I don't know. They just lost it for me. Yeah, and uh, I've still try. I mean, I've still at least purchased or downloaded all of their new albums, but I can't tell you I've sat and listened to them. I haven't listened to Hurley. Ha- haven't, yeah. haven't listened to Death to False Metal, Ty. I haven't listened to anything since... What was what was the one with uh, Beverly Hills and all that? That's Make Believe. I haven't listened to them since Make Believe. Make Believe was actually an okay album. 
outside of Beverly Hills? One? Yeah, the black one, yeah. It's it's black or red? No, red is just called the red album. <laughs> oh, is it? Maybe it's since red then. It's since red. Is that the one that has like some country type song on it? It's got pork and beans on it. Um Okay. Yeah, red then. Yeah. Whatever red is. Okay. Cause make believe was kind of was kind of good. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. I I remember on Ratitude being disgusted by the fucking. They had that single that was like, um, it was really catchy. Uh, if you're wondering if I want you to, I want you to that song. I'm sure you've heard it a million times. Yeah, I've heard it. Yeah. But they had. I knew that they had some kind of deal with Best Buy because you would get this exclusive like Best Buy Weezer ten song album only at Best Buy. And he started, like, singing, like, putting Best Buy in the songs. What? Yeah, like, he's talking about meeting this girl, and he's like, I took you to Best Buy, you took me home to meet your mom and dad. And it's just like, oh, my God. Oh, no. Yeah, it grossed me out. That's bad news. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they just, they don't do it for me anymore, but um, it sounds like they're all in a pretty good space, like, they're all... So, I mean, good for him on that. Yeah. It was a while when I was pretty sure he was just going to kill himself one day. Like, I just turned on the news. <laughs> Rivers, Rivers killed himself. So, it sounds like he's in a good place. So, awesome, I guess. He's in a good place. Um, <laughs> speaking of that, I mean, what else have you been listening to lately? Anything good? Yeah, I've kind of found a couple bands. Um, One band I found is called The Growlers. Okay. And they're like... I guess psychedelic. They're like a weird psychedelic pop or something. They're and they're really prolific. Like they have like five or six albums out already. And wow. yeah, they're really super good. I mean, it's not like groundbreaking or anything, but they're and they're also like kind of strange. Like one song is called "Gay Thoughts," and it's just a song about a song about how he can't like he keeps having gay thoughts and he can't get them out of his head. Um, yeah, they're really good. I, w- I was going to recommend them to you. Growlers, and then another one that's kind of like them is um, Ala Loss. It's like A L L A H dash L A S. Ala Loss. They're super good. Kind of a psychedelic thing, too. But for sure, the Growlers. Highly recommend. I will check that out. I've been listening to, um, I've been just going back and exploring Ariel Pink's discography, which is talk about a prolific discography, man. That yeah. dude has some albums, and a lot of them aren't great quality because he just like record them like in his bedroom or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's really amazing stuff, and you know he he would try to just make shitty music. Like he said that he was inspired by like you know AM radio type mm-hmm. songs that he would just hear out of nowhere. So. I always kind of liked that genre, and I I loved his newest album, and I've been just going through and uh, seeing what I could find out of there, so that's been taking up most of my time. Yeah, Ariel, he's somebody I need to get more into. Like, I've probably only heard a couple of his albums, which I like, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, and then looking at his whole discography is, like, daunting. It's, like, overwhelming almost. I would would say um, for a beginner... Like a beginner's guide, definitely the newest one, Mature Themes, is is definitely easier to listen to. And then outside of that, um, there's an album called The Doldrums. Okay. And that's kind of a mixture between his old style, like kind of trashy kind of music, also kind of mixed in with like what it's going to become in the albums to come. All right. Yeah, I'll check them out for sure. And uh, Let's see. I also found this band from the early 80s. Um called Suburban Lawns, 
and they're just like this post-punk kind of like uh, I don't know the heavy. I don't know if you know like post-punk stuff. Like it was like Joy Division. Um, Devo was kind of like the late seventies doing some post-punk stuff. But yeah, it's this just weird girl, um, this weird lead singer girl who I'm just kind of in love with now. I'm trying to find him on here. That's all right, man. I'll take your time. I'm gonna have a sip of tea here. Oh, that's all right. Good. But yeah, anyway, Suburban Lawns—they're awesome. Weird, weird post-punk shit that was like probably a, some huge reaction against like I don't know, Flock of Seagulls and all the. 80s pop shit that was going on, which actually saying that I like Flacco Seagulls, but uh, and again, yeah, there there we go, man. That's voice a lot. that's kind of what we were talking about before. Like, how many people in the 80s would have been like Flacco Seagulls, man? Fuck that. But now you can look back and appreciate it, you know? Yeah, that's true. And Flacco Seagulls, though, uh, a lot of that shit kind of doesn't get quite as much credit as it should get. Um, because I mean, Flacco Seagulls was early shit and it was. Really, like, before then, there hadn't been a whole lot of New Wave or anything going on like that. And actually, their first album's really good. What's the, um, man, there's this fucking, I'm trying to think of the band um, that sing uh, Dance Hall Days. Is that Wang Chung? Yeah, that's Wang Chung. Dude. And that's a good song, dude. Every time that song comes on the radio, I'm like, all right, man. Take your baby by the hand. I love, dude, I love 80s New Wave. I have a huge soft spot for 80s New Wave. Um, oh yeah, okay. So the the band Suburban Lawns. So the little the girl looks like this like mousy like seventeen year old bookworm or something. But their lyrics are amazing. Like one of their songs is called Janitor. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the chorus is just I'm a janitor. Oh my genitals. I'm a janitor. Oh my genitals. Oh my genitals. I'm a janitor. And the way she sings it is just totally weird. But I fell in love with her. So that's Suburban Lawns. A lot going on out there in the the music field. It's and there's a lot more going on than than you know than leads to be because it sounds like people just think it's Nicki Minaj and it's just kind of like all about that bass, about that bass. Like that's what's mm-hmm. happening. But there's so much shit going on out there, man. There is, man. There's so much shit going on, and there's so much shit that went on in the past. Like like that band, I just just stumbled on him. I'm like this. These guys existed like in the 80s and I've never heard of them. And there's still tons of bands out there that I still haven't heard of that, you know, long broken up. Or even like whenever you gave me a copy of of Iggy Bomb Yazzie, you know, mm-hmm. that was can, you know, they're yeah, man, they're from the 70s and they're an amazing like psychedelic band. They're amazing. They're fantastic. And nobody knows. Nobody knows them. And actually, I've met like. Two people over here who have heard of them, and they were a German band. Wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of sad, but I don't know. makes it special, too. Sure, man, especially if you can get a T-shirt or something to wear that and, you know. Yeah. I used to love that in high school, dude. I, I, I was one of the kids that wore a, uh, a band T-shirt every day. Like, that's all I wore was a band T-shirt. Mm-hmm. And I used to love fucking wearing one, and somebody was like, yeah, who's that? And I was like, dude, whatever, you're not with it, man. You know, and then I pushed him into pushed him into a locker or something. Yeah, for sure. What uh, what band T-shirts did you have? Oh my god! Um, in fact, I still have most of them. But I remember um, I'd get a lot of shit whenever I wore my Distillers T-shirt that I had. I was a fan of the Distillers. 
Um, but then I had a you know a ton of Weezer shirts. Um, oh yeah. I because I was a big Weezer fan. That's why we talked so much about them there. Um, yeah, like three Weezer shirts. Yeah. Oh yeah, you, you have to. Um, and I I was not the type that would wear an ACDC shirt, but I found a really cool one that was the cover of High Voltage that just had Angus with the lightning bolt behind him, and I thought that was really cool. That's pretty cool. Um, and then, of course, Mars Volta T-shirts, at the drive-in T-shirts, you know, anything kind of weird and out there. Yeah. I had a Flaming lip shirt that I got in trouble for wearing to school, and looking back on it, like... You know, it, I got a lot of shit for the shirt because it was, I guess it was made for that, but it looked, it said flaming lips, mm-hmm. but the only giant letters on it were the F, the A, and then the G. So it just <laughs> looked like it said fag, and the, the, the rest of the letters of flaming lips were really, really tiny. That's pretty funny, actually. Yeah, man. And yes. I, I wore that, and I got in trouble. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I had a few Weezer shirts. I didn't have anything too actually too deep or anything like uh, indie that people didn't know or anything. It was just like the Strokes, Weezer, Deftones. But yeah, I definitely love my band shirts. Well, Ty, I think we're reaching that point. We've been uh, at it for about an hour thirty, man. I think it's time to wrap this baby up. Time flies, dude. When you're talking about Weezer, it sure does, man. Parts. Jeez, time flew for Weezer too. I, I bet if you ask if if you ask Rivers, like man. Doesn't it seem like it went by so quick? He's like, man, it's just been a blur since the Blue Album. It must have been, right? Yeah. And he actually, he still looks the same as when the Blue Album, he still looks like he's 12 years old. He has not aged a day. It's amazing. He has not at all. But yeah, so um, the next time that people will be hearing us, I like to just say next week because it sounds, you know, I like yes. to say, hey, coming up next week is going to be our Halloween episode. Ooh, yeah. Halloween Spooktacular Part three. Part three. This will be our third? Yeah. Yes, sir. Wow. Nice. So. What are you, are you prepping already? It's because it's already October, so. Oh, yeah. You're in full haul with your horror movies and shit? I am. I'm watching them. I got the place decorated. And let me just, here, I'm going to have to turn my computer here so you can see what I got going on helping me run the board here. Oh, hell yeah. Can you see that? Jason's just chilling, yeah. I got headphones on him and a little microphone. <laughs> so that's for nobody's benefit but you. Exactly. That's what I look at, you know, and he's just holding a mic as if, you know, I'm waiting for him to just, you know, drop a funny line in or something. That's pretty color. That's cool cuz actually this this month is when I actually go back and watch like like Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween. I haven't seen him in so long, and like I think we've talked about it. Like I've never been too big into the slasher flicks, mm-hmm. but I think I need to go back and watch the classics. So that's what I'm going to be doing. Yep, and I there are times where I want to pop in the original Nightmare on Elm Street, but I want to. I got to be like, man, no, I got to save it for October so it'll be fresh to me. I don't want to wear it out. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. That's where I'm at, man. So cool. it's going to be a spooky one, and. Uh, you know, we'll uh, talk to you guys about that next week. Until then, check us out at CompleteSentencesPodcast.com and uh, send us some spooky ghost stories if you have any, I guess. Oh, yeah. Send us some spooky ghost stories. Let us know what kind of spirits you've seen or spoken with. 
and I watched Annabelle too. By the way, that's a creepy movie. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was. It was good, man. Like it was, you know, it was good for like a new, like scary movie. Is a is right. a solid scary movie. It wasn't like you know I was angry whenever I left. It was it was creepy. Well, that's good. I feel like we're in a good uh, we're in a good time for horror movies right now. I yeah. mean, I think they've got a good formula down right now. Yeah, we're post uh, Paranormal Activity. You know, mm-hmm. kind of that whole like home video. Yeah, we are. So now we're into like the Conjuring. Now we're like in the '80s phase again, or something. Yeah. We're we're with the Conjuring, like Amityville horror type movies now. Yes, yes. Which I'm all about Insidious. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, in closing, I, I would recommend Annabelle. It's a good one. Cool. All right, Ty. Any uh any closing words from you? Uh, no. Uh. <laughs> That is no. always, that's always a great response, man. When you, you got anything important to say, no, not really. I got nothing. <laughs> well, neither do I. That's why I relied on you there. But <laughs> let's just we'll just both say bye, and then that'll be that'll be good. That'll work, All I right. think. All right. All right. Bye, everybody. You have just listened to complete sentence. Please feel free to email us at completesentencespod at gmail.com.